What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. This week, I'm speaking with Doug Cartwright, the founder of The Daily Shifts. I met Doug at an event in Thailand in October, and it was just serendipity that we met, and I felt like I needed to have him come on the podcast to share his own journey of transformation from working in a very intense but very lucrative sales job and really going through this process of you know, experiencing burnout and disillusionment and then um, discovering mindfulness and meditation and finally like being able to start this Daily Shifts app and start to work more in alignment with what he believes in and also and really make a change in the world and share what he's learned. So it's a perfect Wellpreneur story and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Just before we jump into this interview with Doug, I wanted to let you know that I've recently released a really fun quiz just for Wellpreneurs. It's to help you find your biggest productivity block. So what I've found from your discussions and your feedback and working with clients and seeing people go through my membership, Alchemy in Action, and also the Marketing Bootcamp program, what I hear over and over is that you struggle with focus and productivity. There's a lot that you want to get done, and making it happen is really difficult because life gets in the way. So I've put together a quiz that's quick and fun and also super useful. And if you take this quiz, it's going to tell you which one of four major productivity blocks is affecting you the most. So take the quiz. You'll find your own productivity block. And then here's the good stuff. I've made a 10 minute video for each of the four major blocks so that you can understand exactly what that block is, what the root cause is, and then specific actions and remedies to clear that block. So we're going to talk about practical action, but also because it's me and I believe in alchemy and action, we're going to talk about some remedies and rituals that you can use for that specific block to help you move past it and get more productive. If you wish you could be more productive, I'd love it if you take this quiz and find out your productivity block and get started clearing it right away. You can take the quiz at wellpreneur.com slash quiz. And once you've taken the quiz, come pop by our Wellpreneur Facebook community group and let us know what your biggest productivity block is, and we'll get it all cleared together. Okay, so let's jump into this interview with Doug Cartwright of The Daily Shifts. Hi, Doug. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me on, Amanda. So we met in Bangkok a few weeks ago, and there just seemed like such a good overlap between what you're doing and what I talk about here on the podcast. So it's really cool you could come on. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. So why don't you tell everybody what it is that you're doing these days? What it, how do you describe what you do? Yeah, so I recently have made a major industry switch. Um, before I was in like sales and leadership and kind of that grind mentality. And now I have a 
mindfulness company based in kind of a spirituality vibe. Mm. So there's obviously a big story there, which is one of the reasons mm-hmm. I wanted to have you on because I think um, you've you've experienced both worlds now. Well, you're just getting into the entrepreneurship, right. but going through that whole, um, you know, having a really stressful job and and feeling a bit burned out and then discovering this different way to live and work. So take us back, like tell us a bit about your personal transformation. Yeah, so... In about 2012, when I was in college, I got recruited at the University of Utah, where I attended, um, to do door-to-door sales. And so it was really kind of this new idea for me because it was the first time I like got into commissions, so commission sales. And so obviously being you know 21 years old and on the University of Utah campus and kind of being a young male in that in that um, arena, it was kind of like very enticing. And so I literally like got obsessive and learned everything about sales. So I read all the sales books and went to sales seminars. And it turned out I was actually pretty good at door-to-door sales. And so I found commission sales and went all in. And then actually ended up traveling all across the country um, selling and eventually got really quickly got um, promoted to leadership positions and really quickly realized I was making uncapped commissions and saw a lot of success really quick. And so totally dove into this world. It was almost like a Wolf of Wall Street-esque job. And at the time, I wasn't spiritual. I didn't have like a deeper purpose. I didn't have like meaning. It was very materialistic world. And that whole space is very much like grind, 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 go bigger, buy the nicer car, go on the on the cooler trip across the world and kind of let everyone know about it. And so really caught up in that and went all in on that. I actually made a million dollars when I was 24 years old. And so, yeah, I did what any single 24-year-old would do with a million dollars and I spent a million dollars. And so um, I got caught up in this world and was buying the Mercedes and had the penthouse suite and was traveling first class and I was going to all this major sporting events. And it's actually really funny. If you go to like my Instagram and look at some of my old photos, I went to the Super Bowl front row and went to the NBA finals and the World Series. So I went on like this little like sports tour. And um, was living like what anyone would think would be the most amazing life that any 24-year-old bachelor would live. Um, and as anyone listening to this show would realize what ended up happening was I ended up getting burnt out super quick and super unfulfilled and got into like a really dark, scary place. So um, that's kind of what triggered my, my transition into, into mindfulness and spirituality. Hmm. So when you hit that point where did you just, yeah. you just, you know, you realize that like, what's the probably, I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? And I can't go on like this. Right. Yeah. So and, it actually got, yeah, yeah. I got really scary because the mentors in my life at the time, I went to them and I was like, Hey, you know, what should I do next? And their advice was like, work harder, like grind harder, go make $2 million in a year. And I was like, you know, I'm, I did really, really well in my early 20s. And I'm, I had everything I wanted that I thought I wanted at the time. 
and I was extremely unfulfilled. And so there was, you know, a period of maybe 18 months that were actually scary for me Mm. because I didn't have any direction. Mm -hmm. No, I think, I mean, I know in a a different way, but that point where you go to the mentors that you have and the people that are further ahead of you on the journey and you're asking them for advice, telling them about your situation and you you just know that advice is so wrong. Like I remember in the corporate world seeing people 10 years ahead of me and I just thought, I don't, I'm not going to be that. Like, I don't want that. Like all the, all the advice they have to give is to create what they've created. And like, I knew I didn't want that. So right. I guess that's such a shift because you realize you're just, you have to find I mean, how, where do you even begin to find these new people and this new path at that point? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting because what my, the, the connection I made was, oh, these, this mentor of mine or these mentors of mine are making a lot more money, um, especially like at the time, like the CEO of the company I was working for. I mean, he's a billionaire and he seemed way more stressed than I did. And so it was like, he doesn't seem happy, right? He doesn't seem full of he's not alive and excited and fulfilled like kind of play in that field and then the major shift it was for me was i'd always kind of heard about like meditation and mindfulness and i thought it was kind of weird like i had friends that did yoga and stuff and i was kind of like that's kind of like woo woo didn't really resonate with me at the time and then in 2017 per like crazy coincidence and universal force, I had a psychedelic experience. And so I kind of always heard about psychedelics. Anyways, had a psychedelic experience and it literally blew me open. It was the first time I had like a mystical spiritual experience. And that was the shift that literally I tell people, you know, it's possible your whole life can change overnight. And that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. So what happened then? So then you were like, realized that you had to have a different way. Like, what was the, I don't know, can you put it into words? Like what the, what your insight was or what your shift was? Yeah. So I had this psychedelic experience um, and that led me down a path that eventually led me to having, doing an ayahuasca ceremony um, with a shaman. Um, And it really exposed me to a lot of the trauma in my life that I had suppressed. And so much of us, you know, every single person has trauma for sure, you know, and we're taught that to suppress it and not to really, we're we're never taught really how to handle our emotions and our feelings. And so we push it down and push it down. And, um, you've, I realized that a lot of us act on the outside, how we feel on the inside. And so what really, I realized looking back in my life, what I realized was, I wasn't happy because I was trying to have materialistic things into my life to make me happier. And there was a quote I heard, I read it in a book called Awareness by Anthony DeMello that says, trying to make your outside world that makes you happier is like thinking that buying a new pen will change your handwriting. So we always think that getting the new job or a new house or a new spouse or a new car is going to bring us fulfillment and happiness when really we have to go inside and do the work. So this ayahuasca experience really showed me and exposed me to parts of my life that I wasn't dealing with. And so, you know, there's a, I think there's a major misconception right now too, in the, in the quote unquote psychedelic space where it's like, Oh, if I go have a psychedelic experience, it's going to heal me and 
whatnot. But all it really does, it just exposes you and shows you your homework for your life. And then you have to go do the work. And so after this experience, I literally spent about two years um, just kind of barely getting out of it, of like doing deliberate, hard work on myself. I love that idea of it shows you the homework for your life, <laughs> like the areas you need to really go. I, I like that explanation of it. It's like pointing out all these limiting beliefs or all this, all the stuff, all the issues, just to get it out there. That's great. Right. And it just, yeah. it, it just remo- it remo- removes yourself from the, your own perception because of our own lives. It gives you a bird's eye view on your own life. And it removes your ego from the equation. So you're able to look at things in a completely new perspective. Um, And what's interesting, too, is after this kind of experience where I was doing this deep dive in my personal work, I started doing a lot of new activities in the mindfulness space. I started meditating more. I started journaling more. I started doing yoga and really uh, lived a life full of intention. And almost by accident, because of this, I created a business. Because I was like, oh my gosh, these exercises and these daily routines, I've really rebuilt myself. And I feel like if I could share this with the world, how many other people could heal as well? Mm -hmm. How did you decide to create the app, The Daily Shifts? I mean, once you've, you know, you've had this like awakening almost or this Mm -hmm. this shakeup of your life, this whole big change of direction, but there's so many ways that you could go with it, right? I mean, you could start all sorts of, you could do all sorts of different kinds of work. So how did you come up with the idea for this app in particular? Yeah. So originally The Daily Shifts is, is currently an app, but I, the first make of it was a journal. Because I was doing this deep personal work and I had like, you can get online and search for a mindfulness journal and there's a hundred different journals out there. So I was one morning when I was like um, doing my personal work, I was using seven different journals. (laughs) So I had like the five minute journal for gratitude, I had a gratitude journal, I had, you know, the monk journal, you know, there's so many out there. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to create my own version of this journal. So I started mocking up a journal that I thought would be efficient for people to use. And then maybe a month later, I was dead asleep. And I had one of those moments where you wake up and you like lean forward really quickly in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's an app. So it came to me in a dream. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I have no idea how to make an app. I have no Mm -hmm. clue. I don't know anything about coding or tech. So I just jump on Facebook and I just said, who is really good at coding apps? And then someone tagged a mutual friend this person owns an app development company so i reached out to him and then rest is history and we ended up building the daily shifts app that's awesome so totally synchronicity and just you know you had the the idea came to you and then you put it out there and then connections just happened that's awesome yeah i'm a total believer that when you make up your mind to make a decision the entire universe will conspire to help you absolutely absolutely I agree. I've seen that over and over. It's like, it's magic. It's amazing. It's crazy. And what's interesting too, is I went all in, I made the decision. So many people think too, like with manifesting, it's like, okay, I'm going to manifest this thing that I want. And then they just sit home and wait for it to show up. When really manifestation is, okay, I think of this thing that I want and I'm going to do everything in my power to make it happen. So it takes deliberate effort and action as well as harnessing the energy of the thing that you want in alignment. I'm curious, um, 
I know you have quite a few daily practices yourself that some of them are in the app and there's probably some that aren't. But so could you share a bit with us about how, what practices you're doing these days? Yeah, I think the most important thing and the most effective practice is truly living in a state of gratitude. When you can make that shift into living in a state of gratitude, it's scientifically proven that the neurons in your, it changes the neurochemistry in your brain. And when I initially talk to people about living in a state of gratitude, some of the feedback I get is, well, it's hard for me to think of things I'm grateful for every day. And so I always encourage people to go, go one step deeper. And I say, what's something in your life that would just be annoying if you didn't have? And a prime example is, think of your shoelaces broke on your shoes when you're out walking. Like that would be annoying, mm-hmm. right? Like, ah, oh, I need to go get my shoelaces tied. Like, be grateful for your shoelaces. It could be your toothpicks or your iPhone charger. Like, think about how annoying it is when you don't have your iPhone charger and you need to charge your phone. Mm-hmm. And then finally, someone gives you your charger. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this charger. And so, living in a state like that constantly completely changes your entire life. There's moments where I go outside and I'll take a walk around my house and I just live in a state of awe. Like I'm so grateful for the trees and the bushes and I'm grateful that there's crosswalks so I can cross the street and not get hit by a car. Like it's such, it's once you can truly live in a state like that, your entire life just opens up into like a state of awe and you feel like you live in a magical world. I like that example of just looking for the really simple things too. I've noticed that um, about health, you know, like if you have, when you have good health, you don't really notice. You're like, yeah, thanks for my good health. But once something, even something simple, like you have a bad sore throat for a week and you can't swallow and you can't eat and it hurts all the time. When that goes away, you feel so amazing and you're so thankful for your throat, you know, and that happens. So just something like that. It's like something that you take for granted because it's just there all the time, like the iPhone charger. Yeah, you think about like, If you have a toothache, like a really bad toothache, the only thing you're thinking about is how painful your toothache is. But the moment it goes away, you don't even remember that you have a tooth. You're not thinking about it. And so it's such a prime example too, with like, just like you're saying with your health, like the only time you people really seriously dive into their health is when something goes wrong. And then you harness this attitude of gratitude once, once you feel better. So I'm curious, um, so what do you do to really embody that gratitude and really feel it? You know, rather, is it just writing it down or how can we go a bit deeper with that? Yeah, so some of my favorite practices is in the app, you have uh, a really easy way to input your gratitude into the phone. So that's via via app. But I also do a, a thing every probably once a week is I will write a thank you letter in my journal to the universe for things I have yet to actually manifest in my life. Mm. So it's almost like, it's almost like a future thank you letter, right? That's awesome. So you're like, thank you. Like if you wanted to do a Ted talk, like, thank you so much for letting me do that awesome Ted talk on whatever date or something like that stuff you haven't done yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, a, a really fun activity, and I like to take it one step further, is really if you kind of just sit back and relax and embody the emotion of what it would feel like to have all of your wishes fulfilled mm. and really embrace that. And then my favorite thing is given that emotion and that feeling, how would you treat the stranger in an elevator? Mm. So how would you right? be, how would you show up in the world if all that was true? Right. 
how would you show up in the world? You'd probably be, you would talk to strangers and you would make eye contact and you would smile and you would joke around with the girl taking your coffee. And that's the energy you need to take out to manifest what you truly want to, to experience like it's such a deep sense of gratitude. Cause so many, so many times it's like, okay, I'm doing my gratitude practice and I'm trying to manifest the things I want in my life, but you know, it's still showing up. I'm not there yet. And I can't be happy until I have the thing mm -hmm. when really it works in reverse order is once you bring that energy out into the world that you have everything you want, you'll start to become a super attractor and those things will start to show up. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. So I've been playing with this myself actually just this week um, and talking to some friends about it because when you really imagine that thing, right? So you imagine that mm -hmm. situation you want, you really close your eyes and feel into it and imagine it in detail. So you feel it in your body it's almost like, like you can feel the energy is different than your normal energy. Like you can tell something shifted. And so what I think is interesting is how to stay in that state, you know, how to do that more often, make it a routine so that that becomes your new state rather than, you know, when you open your eyes five minutes later, you've kind of gone back to normal. Have you experienced that at all? Yeah, absolutely. And I actually t talk about that a lot to, to maintain that energy you're speaking of, because we've all experienced glimpses of that, right? And, you know, that's the main question. How do I maintain this positive vibe throughout the day? And the three things I found that are really simple to always go back to are gratitude practice, breath, and meditation. Mm -hmm. You can do those three things anywhere at any time. And so on the breathing practice, it's, it's a two seconds inhale, two seconds hold, and then a four second exhale. And just doing three rounds of that can really stabilize you and bring you back presence and grounded. And then meditation, you know, so many people have misconceptions about meditation where it's like, you have to have like your meditation cushion and cross your legs and ohm and listen to weird music. And, you know, but really you can meditate anywhere. It's just, Meditation is just allowing yourself to be present in the moment. So whether you have two minutes at work or before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning, just closing your eyes and allowing your thoughts to come and go is meditating. And so if I could give any advice on meditation is don't judge your meditation practice. We judge our meditation practices so hard. So many people are like, I can't meditate. Or like, I didn't go to the seven-day yeah. silent meditation retreat where you meditate right. all day long, so I'm not as good as somebody else at meditating or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no wrong way to meditate. All, all you do is you just simply just close your eyes, focus on your breath, and allow your thoughts to come and go. And we judge our thoughts so hard. So many people, my favorite response is like, oh my gosh, I can't clear my mind. Well, I'm like, it's impossible to clear your mind, right? All meditation is is allowing your thought to come in and then processing it and then allow it to go, right? And just let your emotions process the way they need to. Some days, you know, if I meditate, 15 minutes can seem like an hour. And other days I meditate for 45 minutes and it seems like five minutes. And so I don't judge one's better than the other. It's just perfect exactly the way it is. So wherever you are, it's perfect. Whether it's for two minutes a day or for 40, that's exa it's exactly what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, this is a little like kind of veering off subject a little bit, but yeah. I really recently like to ask my guests about um, social media and email and mm -hmm. how you deal with this personally, because yeah. 
I think that totally, to me, it totally ties into like meditation and living in the moment and being present. And I mean, there's such, can be such a distraction. So how are you approaching those things these days? Yeah. So I'm glad you brought this up. I actually had a conversation about this last night with a friend and in 2016, the political climate was so intense and everyone was posting this and and it was just like such a negative high frequency vibe on my Facebook feed and my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed. So what I did in 2016 is I actually unfollowed every news outlet. And anyone who posted something that triggered a negative emotion in me, I unfollowed them. So there's so much talk now about like social media is negative, but I actually love my social media because over the last little while, I've transitioned to it from feeling having thoughts of I'm not good enough or I'm unworthy or how come I'm not like this person to now my whole feed is full of positivity. And there's so many accounts out there that you can follow that give you positive inspirational messages. So I wake up in the morning and I scroll through my Instagram and I get five or six hits of like, you can do it, how, you know, how to manifest positive vibes. And so I, it actually helps me feel really good. And so I think it's kind of ignorant to say that just to avoid social media altogether because it's just a part of our lives now. And so, but I do feel like we can make conscious efforts to control the type of content we are um, open to seeing. Yeah, really spending that little effort to curate your feed so that it's giving you what you want to see. Yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Thank and you. I've, and, I've got, and I've got friends too where it's like, hey, I've got really politically charged friends who post very intense stuff. And it's like, hey, you're my friend in the real world, but I just can't follow you on Facebook anymore. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Totally. Um, I'm curious also earlier when we were talking, you mentioned about, um, you know, all the issues that kind of all the, the homework from your life that came up mm-hmm. from your experience yeah. that you needed to process. And there's so many yeah. ways to process that stuff. Like I'm a real fan of EFT tapping, for example, mm. and journaling. Um, but right. I'm curious, like what modalities and what methods did you find the most useful for you to process those types of beliefs and issues and trauma and all that stuff? Yeah, I think there's, I, I do a body scan too, especially when I'm feeling emotions. And one of the a major modality I have is I call it feel it, name it, mindfulness activity. So it's a, it's a full on body scan. So if I'm feeling anxious, okay, I'll, I'll, I will let my body completely feel anxious and just know that it's okay to feel anxious. I'm, I'm a big believer that if the divine didn't want us to feel feelings of anxiety or depression or sadness, that we truly wouldn't feel them. There's a reason we have these emotions. They're part of our lives and they're happening for us. So if I'm feeling anxious, I will truly just sit where I'm at and embody that feeling of anxiety. And then I'll name it. Okay, what am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling anxious. And then I'll sit and feel that completely. And then I'll do a mindful activity. So that could be journaling. That could be taking a walk without my phone. That could be meditating. That could be doing breath work. That could be going to a yoga class. And so it's really important to completely embody these emotions because if we keep suppressing them, right, they're going to show up and blow up in other aspects of our life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to let it out. You've got to let it come out for sure. Yeah. So my, yeah. my, my uh, to answer your question, you know, one of my favorite modalities is leaving my phone at my house. And for 15 minutes, just taking a walk. Mm -hmm. 
And being out in nature and able to breathe the fresh air really helps me get grounded and really work through any negative emotion I may be feeling. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I talk about that a lot, actually, just almost, I guess, as a form of mindfulness, going outside and noticing what's happening. What season is it? What's going on up above? What's going on on the ground? What's going on? And I mean, so often we're we're walking through the world and we're not even seeing what's happening. Yeah. Um, I actually have a really fun activity, a fun activity that I like to share with people is if you're out and about, you know, say walking through your neighborhood or through, through your city, imagine if you were an alien from another planet and you got transported right into wherever you were walking, what thoughts and feelings and emotions would you have? Mm. You would truly be walking in a sense of awe, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what are these vehicles with wheels and like, what are these buildings and these trees? And you would just be completely overwhelmed and it really allows you to get focused and get grounded in, in the uh, in the present moment. That's great. I mean, I think, yeah. I think that's part of the reason that travel is so effective at just, right. you know, get, helping you to transform and getting you out of your ruts and routines. Because when you're traveling to a place that's so different, you're like that. You're just like a child. Everything's amazing. Um, and then you right. know, once you've been there for a while. And you just notice a sense of an awe and the, the attention yeah. to details. Exactly. And once you've been there for a while, then it just becomes every yeah. day. Um, but that, but you can even do that. Right. And you don't have to travel. You can travel, but you don't have to travel to have that experience. Like you said, you can just consciously make an effort to start to notice these things around where you are. That's great. Thank and, you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh. So tell us, um, we're kind of getting to the end of our time together, but what what is next for you guys? What's happening at The Daily Shift? Man, there's a lot going on right now. We are actually working on doing actual events like retreats. And we are working on a book deal for 2020 as well. So um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So the, 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 the Daily Shifts is really just a platform where people can come to, whether they use the app or take my online course, somewhere where they can just find very simple, easy modalities to start the healing process mm-hmm. and, or to feel more mindful in their day. Just, just it's, I mean, it's basically, it's in the name. It's daily shifts, just little things done every day to bring more fulfillment and happiness into your life. So tell us where they can get it and connect with you on social media and all that good stuff. Yeah. So my personal account is Doug underscore Cartwright. And the app is in, it's actually just Apple only right now. We have an Android version coming in a couple of months, but the daily shifts, um, I have a free, a free, the app is free and you can do, you can get the gratitude practice, breathing exercises and the meditation, which we talked about earlier. That is all part of the free app. So you can go ahead and, and dive into that. And if you want to jump in a little bit deeper and, and you're ready to make a trans- transformation in your life, um, I have a whole program within the app. If you sign on, become a Shift Premium member, we'll, we'll literally walk you through a process, a, a ten-step process to become, you know, the highest, best version of yourself. Doug, that's awesome. So thank you so much. We'll link all that up in yeah. the show notes and um, and in our Facebook group so that people can get to it really easily and check it out. So I'm so Amazing. glad our paths crossed. And um, thank you I so know. much. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Great. Thank you, Amanda. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. As always, you can get all the links in the show notes on the website at wellpreneur.com and spread the word about the Wellpreneur podcast. Did you know some people still don't know how to listen to podcasts or how amazing podcasts are as a resource? So if you have a friend that you think would benefit from listening to one of our several hundred interviews and episodes here on the Wellpreneur podcast, then send them an email, share this episode on social media, or next time you see the person, just ask if you can see their phone and you can show them how to subscribe to the podcast yourself. Because as you know, once you've kind of been bitten by the podcast bug, it is amazing. Such a great way to fit learning and inspiration into your daily life. So don't be shy, spread the word about the Wellpreneur podcast and podcasts in general. We'd all appreciate it. Okay. That's it for me this week, um, but have a fantastic week and I will see you back here next week with the next episode in season seven.